Before we begin, I'd like to proudly mention our sponsor, Injitsu.com, providing remote at-home training from some of the world's top MMA fighters. These classes are not pre-recorded. These trainers come to you live and coach you for the duration of the class. I've personally taken a few of these classes, and I've never felt so inspired and accomplished in a workout session. They'll leave you both on the floor in exhaustion, but wanting more. There are still slots available for online classes, so head over to injitsu.com slash richardlistens to get your first class free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash richardlistens. I'll see you there. I'm a big fan of MMA sports. It's rough and elegant at the same time. I think my number one fear of stepping into a ring like that would be protecting my teeth. Luckily, the guys over at Impact Dental Designs have created an amazing mouth guard that is state of the art. These mouth guards are currently being used by some of the best MMA fighters, but even better, they can be tailored to any sport. Football, hockey, boxing, soccer, the list is endless. Head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash richardlistens to get 20% off your order and a free customized design for your mouth guard. and good afternoon. I am Richard Olberger, clinical psychologist and host of the Richard Listens Show. And we are here today as part of our commitment to you to bring you live Patreon exclusive content that we will be featuring with some of our previous guests where we bring a Q&A to you that only you as our Patreon subscribers get to hear. So today's guest will be Gabby Ravia Lugo, who produced most recently the film Palm Springs that is out on Hulu. If you haven't seen it, you must. It is hilarious and combines a little bit of sci-fi and physics with a Groundhog's Day theme. That is my description. That is not how she'll bill it, but Gabby's been doing amazing things throughout the quarantine, producing a lot of content, including Burden, a film that uh, touches upon racial injustice and uh, time in our country previously in history when things were not handled as well as we would hope to achieve today based on all the progress and commitment to education, uh, social change, and other efforts being made on the social landscape, including as being featured uh, in the NBA right now as they enter their playoffs. So we're interested in hearing from Gabby what it's been like to be a mom throughout the quarantine, and we're grateful for her for sharing more of her time with us today. Thank you for subscribing and being a part of this Patreon experience and supporting the Richard Listen Show in all its entirety. Without further ado, we'll be welcoming Gabby Ravia Lugo. So thank you for your time in your busy, busy day. I, I, I was just gloating about Palm Springs, the movie. Thank you. Uh, they moved the billboard from my corner, though. I hope it's, it's moved somewhere else so more people can, can see it. It's the perfect movie for the quarantine. Thank you. <laughs> Give you some laughter. Yeah, but you've been, you've been very busy in this quarantine, personally and professionally. Yeah, very strange. The first few weeks were not busy at all, and it seems like everything went away, and, you know, we didn't know if Palm Springs was actually going to get released. I had another movie, The Effort List, which was, you know, sort of on hold, and it was, uh, then everything sort of happened at once. Amazing. Well, thank you for joining us for a special uh, Q&A for our Patreon subscribers, um, and hopefully they will 
check out all your new content coming out. I was mentioning A Burden, which uh, really seems like it's something that people need to see at this time. And I know that popped up on my to-watch list. Is it on Netflix or Hulu also? Yeah, I mean, you can also, you can watch it on Amazon too. Probably the best place to Oh, uh, must must see if you're uh, into exploring your white fragility or issues of racism in our country it really gets into the personal aspects of relationship and the different aspects of, I guess, overt and covert racism and, and parts that we own or disown and part of our, our lives. So really well done. For our listeners today, Gabby, uh, what, what would you say is a constant motivator for you uh, to keep working with so many different teams and to keep production going? I would say the ability to be in a position to hire people who maybe feel like they don't the doors are not always open to them like I like discovering new talent I sort of funny in Hollywood we all say always say that like we like to work with people you know that's why you see like John Apatow always has the same group of people and you know it is so much easier because making a movie is so hard and it, it cuts the shorthand you know if you're working with all people you know but at least when I got here I realized that a lot of the people I knew was not a diverse group of people and so with every movie that I've, as I've made new friends um, and sort of expanded, you know, my colleagues and my production circle around me, it's been really great to get to work with people that are traditionally underrepresented in those groups. So kind of great to meet, you know, I've gotten to work with some cool female DPs that, you know, are, are usually not sent to me by agents and just really interesting, like different people. So that that's my favorite part, I think, putting the team together. And that's something that, right people especially even for myself right we, we feel like we watch films and we see representation and then you you hear the actual statistics and you realize that it's not even like not even close so you know to be able to bring that chain and reinforce it you know not all successful right because people do want it's a catch-22 you want somebody who's had a lot of experience to be in these positions but historically a lot of like women and people of color have not been really elevated into those positions so how can you judge them against somebody who you know done academy award-winning films but now a lot of that has changed and more and more people have had great opportunities to showcase their talent and so it's it's really interesting to be at the be involved in in trying to bring that change in more like of our daily work life what what excites you about you know being set time and time again sure right now you're probably just excited to be back on a set so right now i'm writing on the tv show a million little things which last time we spoke i guess i was i couldn't talk about yet but actually writing my episode right now and we can't go up to set because of our covid protocols so that's sort of sad for me but we shoot in vancouver for now the novelty will be there when you go back probably could anything have you prepared you for a point in your life where your work would just stop suddenly like we've been through in the last six months. Yeah, you know, in 2009, I got divorced and got uh, let go from my job because of the financial crisis in the same week. And I lost my, my apartment. So I was homeless and didn't, you know, have any money and, and didn't have a job. And I had a non-compete clause in my contract so I could take another job in entertainment. And, wow. and that was really hard. My life did stop very suddenly. And uh, in a very different way, because everybody else's life kept going. And luckily, you know, I was saying to a friend of mine, like, I'm going to go check into a shelter. And she was like, no, you're going to come live in my studio apartment on my couch. And we're going to figure out how we get through it. Um, But if it weren't for her, my good friend, Lisa Shane, I I mean, I don't know what would have happened. Wow. I had no idea. Thank you 
for sharing that. Yeah, it's like the similar principles of like just carving out any little space you can uh, of your own. Yeah, that's right. And then it was just different then because the world kept going and you felt sort of left behind. Now it feels like all of us are stopping together in a way, even though some people have it a lot harder than others and the pandemic has hit them a lot harder. Um, you know, people that are now going to be getting evicted and things like that. It, I mean, it's really tough, you know, to hear all of those stories, but I, I do hope that we bounce back sooner rather than later. Yeah, I'm glad you, you pointed that. And I'm looking for the light at the end of the tunnel or just some point to fix their sights on, you know, just to know when they're going to be able to throw anchors down. But I'm glad you pointed that out because part of my mental health practice has been about walking around the community and just seeing how people are doing. People like standing 12 feet apart, noticing neighbors maybe that we haven't talked to before, just seeing who might be needing that lifeline some way, uh, trying to pay a little bit closer attention because we're seeing things like, you know, just you see things a little bit differently when you have to go real, real slow or almost at a standstill. What specifically has changed in the pandemic? I used to work with this comedian named Eric Andre. I don't know if you know who he is, but he's really funny. And actually our mutual friend, Becky Bordeaux, used to work with him too. But he used to have this, okay. he used to have this practice that was like, I meditate for 20 minutes every single day. And he literally would not take a phone call. He would not open the door if the studio was on fire. Like he, it, there was no, it, it was sacred. And I have a really hard time meditating, so I can't actually do that. But, but the practice of taking 20 minutes to yourself, everything else sort of be damned if you can. As a parent, that's really hard, you know, because obviously if your kids need you, your kids need you. And maybe I don't get a full 20 minutes, but trying to like carve it into more manageable, you know, five minute increments or 10 minute increments and really saying like this time is sacred and it's mine and you, everything else will need to wait. Um, something I'm trying my hardest to get better at and it really does make you better at your job it makes you better as a person just to like gather your thoughts on things before you speak and before and I'm, I'm trying really hard to work that into my practice of like thinking before I speak taking moments to myself to like digest whatever it is going on and not letting anybody in it seems like everyone these days is trying new workout systems some people go to the gym, others may run, but I've recently discovered a great in-home method that is absolutely amazing. I'm taking in-jitsu classes online where I'm being trained and pushed in real time by top MMA fighters straight from the octagon. Injitsu.com provides real-time classes so you can get a top-notch workout from the comfort of your own home. These classes are absolutely going to sell out. So head over to injitsu.com slash Richard Listens to get your first class for free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash Richard Listens. Protecting your child's teeth is important in any sport. That's why Impact Dental Designs has put so much thought into their state-of-the-art mouth guards, protecting athletes in youth sports all the way up to advanced MMA fighters and champions. And the best part is you can customize your own design for your own creative and fun mouth guard. So head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash Richard Listens. And if you purchase now, you get a free customized design and 20% off your order.
is that hard to carve out when you're on set and you're surrounded by so many people? I have a, a practice of waking up at 4.45 in the morning if I can. Sometimes I'll wake up at 5. But as soon as I'm up, I try to either get a workout in or write or, you know, answer the emails that are nagging at me or, you know, do whatever it is I can to make sure that I can be present with myself for a few minutes before I start thinking about helping other people. It sort of goes back to like, putting your own oxygen mask on first. So if there's something that's like was really bothering me from the night before, I'll try to sit down and either like write myself a few notes about how to fix it or if I can't fix it, how to deal with it today. And then whatever else it is that I need to do before I start making, you know, lunches for my kids, I make them, they're in a little kinder pod right now. So, you know, it's not exactly school, but I like to, you know, make their little lunch boxes so they feel some sense of normalcy. But before I do any of that, I try to take some time for me. It's a really amazing mental health metaphor because any boundary, any communication to yourself that, that you are important or that you need space, I feel like is really validating and everybody else feels when we're caring for ourselves versus when we feel like we're suffocated. And that's been a real sh shift like in mentality for me because as like an immigrant coming into the country it was always like, you have to do better. You have to be better. You have to always be on working. My parents are really hardworking people. My grandparents are really hardworking people. And so it, it, you sort of feel like you're cheating a little bit when you do that. But I've, you know, I was never taught that as a kid. But as I see more of my colleagues that are more successful and happier in general, if not, you know, maybe not financially successful, but like more that are just healthier, happier people, they have some form of self-care practice that, trying to end as much as they can. Yeah, that's, that's really deep. I know in a lot of the studies on, uh, you know, imposter syndrome, even in higher education, right, you know, addressing that feeling, that, that internalized belief, uh, internalized racism, or, or, you know, that like, right, you've got to keep measuring up to the standard, you know, H how do you turn that off? And did this, did the pandemic kind of help, um, you know, that, that we have to find some sort of balance in order to be healthy? How do we shift that? Again, I, I think it's like anything else. I don't think I have mastered that. I think I, some days I have really good days and I'm like so proud of myself for the tasks, you know, that I've accomplished and for the way that I have handled a certain area of my life, but another area of my life is suffering. So, you know, I think it's, it's really for me a practice in forgiveness, self-forgiveness and being like, oh, okay, so today I'm, I'm not going to master that one thing. And if imposter syndrome is sort of getting to me, like I got to look at the things that I have accomplished and the things that I have done. And I think we need to start raising kids that are proud of themselves, you know, when they accomplish things. And, um, and we have to be that example for them. Like, how can I tell my daughter that she, you know, does all these amazing, incredible things when she just hears me on the phone, like talking about myself in a negative light or that I couldn't accomplish this or I couldn't do that. And for me, having kids has made that really clear. And I'll give you an example. My son apologizes a lot, all the time for things he didn't even do. His sister will fall and he'll be like, I'm sorry, mommy, I'm sorry. 
And I was like, honey, why do you say you say you're sorry all the time? You don't have to say you're sorry all the time. And he was like, that's what you say. <laughs> don't you love don't you love when you get those mirrors? And so you know what? He's right. So now I'm trying to not say I'm sorry so much, you know, because sometimes like I'm not sorry. And I didn't do the thing wrong. I just didn't do it up to my like impossible standard. Yeah, I was in a great meeting yesterday with a potential new uh, MMA management group. And uh, my daughter dropped the blender. <laughs> so, it was an interesting moment. I was like, please excuse me for a moment. Uh, can, I, can I call you back in five minutes different than what I'd ever was meeting? But, you know, clean up and safe, safe precautions that nobody would get injured. You know, that just the focus was a good, you know, clearly she needed to be more careful. But, you know, if she learned my, my stressful reaction or blurting out, there's a different messaging there. Yeah. It's not okay to make mistakes. Uh, not only do you have to be independent, but you have to be perfect. So I'm glad I caught that one moment and I hope I catch more of them this week. <laughs> Before we send you back to set, uh, how do you feel now? I, I know some movie theaters are talking about uh, opening up, I believe. Uh, what do you feel about uh, the pandemic will do to the movie industry and uh, how will it affect the box office coming up? I think that first and foremost, like we all need to be safe. And I hope that our desire to make money and not overshadow our care for other people. Um, and that whatever do sort of a mentality of how to affect my neighbor, how does it affect me? So what I think will happen in the short run, you'll see more movies being shot where the virus is more contained. Uh, so Vancouver for probably not Florida, <laughs> New York, maybe relatively soon if it seems like they're, you know, sort of getting it more under control, probably not California so much. So I think we'll, some places in Europe, like I think we'll see where the virus is more contained, more movie shot, and that most of them try to find a home streaming service. Put a movie in theater is just so expensive that, you know, things that were shelved for may go there, but like the big blockbusters and stuff, I mean, I think it's going to Yeah. I love that focus, you know, the keeping it on humanity and safety. I mean, I, I understand as a psychologist why we all really want to feel fun and feel great again in our bodies. And I totally want to respect that urge and to feel less restricted. Yet protecting each other is, is really about the long haul and uh, finding new and creative ways to to connect to media and film, you know, I thought it was it was just so exciting for me that I got to see like a feature film. I like carved out the time, got the popcorn. People have been, I have businesses setting up home theaters in people's backyards or in their driveways. Even uh, drive-ins are making a comeback, right? In Pasadena at the Rose Bowl, I know they're doing one of them. To a oh. premieres there. It's just hard with the kids. Oh, try keeping them in the car for two hours. <laughs> they'll, they'll dismantle the speaker. <laughs> yeah. Well, Gabby, you know, thank you so much. I want to model your time and give you a few minutes to breathe before your next meeting. Uh, for all our listeners, what other content could they can check out? Burden, Palm Springs, anything else they should check out if they're uh, at home and yes. want to learn more about what the work you've been doing? Yeah, so the Effort List is on Netflix. Really fun, I think, uplifting movie too. That is good for quarantine. Palm Springs, obviously, we'll have another movie this fall. Hopefully, that you that you guys see. We have no official date announced yet, but uh, we sold the Starling to Netflix. It stars McCarthy uh, and Chris O'Dowd and Kevin Klein, so that'll be really fun. And watch a million little things on ABC. Have a near date just yet, but it's I love that. You know, the plot thickens. Is Meryl Streep still in it? She's dark. 
a million little things. Oh no, she's not. A, you're thinking of Little Lies. Oh, Big Little Lies, Big Little Lies, a million little things. Oh, that's that's full sad, but that's also. Uh, yes, I've seen you feature Gary. I love Gary and his dog, and yeah. um, making me want to adopt the dog in the quarantine. We have some really fun stuff for Gary. Good. He's the best. He carries it. And there's a therapist on the show. I hope you wrote her in. There is a <laughs> right on. Well, thank you so much, Gabby. You're I'm welcome. really grateful. And uh, keep us keep us tuned on uh, everything that's going on. I will. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Sure thing. All the best. Stay safe. Bye. Thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate it. Please, if you can, check out my Patreon page.com, patreon.com slash Richard Listens, or Instagram, Richard Listens. Hey, you get the theme. We appreciate all your support and interest. We're now up on iTunes, Spotify. If you're interested in therapy, teletherapy, any kind of consultation, please don't hesitate to reach out to me through my website, richardlistens.com. I'm happy to help and support in any way through any kind of strain, support, or isolation you are going through. We are here to alleviate strain and suffering. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm Richard Listens, and I'm out. I'm a big fan of MMA sports. It's rough and elegant at the same time. I think my number one fear of stepping into a ring like that would be protecting my teeth. Luckily, the guys over at Impact Dental Designs have created an amazing mouth guard that is state of the art. These mouth guards are currently being used by some of the best MMA fighters, but even better, they can be tailored to any sport. Football, hockey, boxing, soccer, the list is endless. Head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash richardlistens to get 20% off your order and a free customized design for your mouth guard. Lastly, I'd like to proudly mention our sponsor, Injitsu.com, providing remote at-home training from some of the world's top MMA fighters. These classes are not pre-recorded. These trainers come to you live and coach you for the duration of the session. I've personally taken a few of these classes and I've never felt so inspired and accomplished in a workout session. They'll leave you both on the floor in exhaustion and with a drenched shirt. There are still slots available for online classes, so head over to injitsu.com slash richardlistens to get your first class free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash richardlistens. Take care, everyone.